You're listening to the essential WFDU-FM HD1 Teaneck, the New York metro area's premier public music station at 89.1 megahertz and worldwide at WFDU.FM. 89.1. And welcome back to Traditions. I'm Ron Alesco, and you're listening to 89.1 on your dial, WFDU.FM. You can also listen to us every Saturday night on bluesandrootsradio.com at 6.30 p.m. And uh, don't, don't miss the show. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here today, and I'm, I'm glad the, uh, the weather cooperated. I was getting a little worried yesterday with the storm coming, but we were able to bring a very special guest into our studio. She has an amazing new album out called Kolisha, A Woman's Voice. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's very close. Kolisha. Kolisha. The L is silent? Or is that... No, no. Kol, and then it's Isha. So isha. the accent oh. is on the I'll, last syllable. I'll, I'll work on it. But it, it sounds good either way. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> With us in the studio now is Sharon Goldman. And Sharon, it's so good to see you again. Good to see you, too. Thanks for having me back. Oh, it's been my pleasure. And thank, so wonderful. Thank you for recording this CD. I, I was blown away by the, the, the incredible music that you put on this CD. And the thematic nature of it, which we'll, we'll talk about in a few minutes. Um, Thank I you, you so much. Oh, I wonder if you would mind starting us off with the song. Sure, absolutely. Um, this is called Song of Songs, and I'll just set it up by saying that all the lyrics from the song, um, almost all of them anyway, are taken directly from a translation of the biblical love poem, The Song of Songs. Let me hear your voice Let me see your face You are beautiful Let me hear your voice Let me hear your voice Lovely and sweet Clear as water Let me hear your voice He said Don't hide my dove In the cracks And the corners of The mountainside Show me who you are my love, the season of the songbird has arrived. Let me hear your voice. Let me see your face. You in the garden. Let me hear your voice. I said, my beloved, I don't belong. He said, come sing to me the song of songs. Let me hear your voice. Let me see your face. 
you are beautiful, lovely and sweet, clear as water. Hashmi'ini et kolech. Let me hear your voice. Well, that's a beautiful song. Song of songs. Thank you. Sharon Goldman live in our studio today. Well, this album uh, is very impressive. When I, when I first heard this, I mean, you've, you, this is how many albums have you done now? This is, this is my sixth six album. Wow. But this is this crazy. Is a, yeah. <laughs> well, you're prolific. I mean, you, you've you've always written on on some very. I keep on keeping up. You know. <laughs> well, you know, your, your songs have always been very moving, and um, this particular album, though, is more thematic, I think, than some of your your other ones. Obviously, uh, a woman's voice. Tell tell us about how this project came to be. Sure, absolutely. I've never done a thematic project before, and it was really exciting. It happened very organically. It wasn't planned. After I recorded my last album, which was back in 2014, I was really suffering from a case of writer's block. I felt like I got nothing. Mm, (laughs) And I really didn't know which way to go. Um, And I found myself at a time in my life, maybe it's middle-aged, I don't know, that I was really thinking about the way I was brought up. I was born and raised in an Orthodox Jewish community. Um, I went to a Jewish school until I graduated from high school. I went to an Orthodox synagogue. I spent a lot of time in Israel. And that was really something that I had left behind, I'd say about 15, 20 years ago. And I found myself thinking about and revisiting a lot of that and feeling like I had really disconnected and kind of almost erased it from myself. It's Mm. something that I didn't share with my musician friends very much. And I started writing a couple of songs kind of related to this. And I got some really good feedback. I go to the Jack Hardy Songwriters Exchange, which you might know, and got a lot of really encouraging feedback about that. Um, And in terms of the woman's voice uh, angle on that, I, in the community that I grew up in, there's a lot of gender stratification. In the synagogue I went to, for example, men and women sit on separate sides. There's Mm -hmm. a partition in between. And the, excuse me, the concept of kol isha, which means a woman's voice, is actually a concept where women are not supposed to sing publicly in front of men, which obviously is very ironic, considering (laughs) that today I perform as a singer-songwriter. So I was very stifled by that as a kid. I couldn't really recognize it as a child, didn't really know what I was angry about exactly Mm. and why. But in hindsight, it's something that I look back on with kind of conflicted feelings and the journey towards writing all of these songs turned out to be rather healing, kind of a way for me to examine some of these issues and how I felt about them, even talk about them with my family and, and you know, ha, you know their memories and, and stuff like that. So it was really not just a thematic album that I put together, but for me personally, it was also a real kind of life journey. It's it's also interesting, even if even if you're not Jewish, I'm not. But uh, you know, I've seen a lot of different religions have similar treatment of women, and it's sometimes hard to reconcile. Um, but yet, you you've managed to in your CD explore some of these topics, and yet come to um, I don't know if the word recognition or come in peace with with some some of the. 
I call it for myself a little bit of a reckoning. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I do just want to emphasize that for the vast majority of Jews in this country, um, they did not experience any of right. this. This is definitely kind of a specific um you know, more strict community that I grew up in. And there's a whole range of, you know, there's even more strict communities where things are taken to even uh, greater extremes. But, um, you know, for me personally, it was a, a kind of a reckoning, a returning to some of these things that, you know, are really in me. Right. You know, it's part of me. And I kind of felt like, why should I have to pretend that this part of my life never happened. And, you know, obviously I have some loving and nostalgic feelings as well as you know, kind of, you know, angry, more conflicted feelings. And that I think makes for a, some interesting songwriting. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's embracing the, the good parts of it and, and, and getting, uh, maybe not therapeutic is a word either, but it, you know, it, it's just dealing with these issues. And I think it's people that of any religion or any culture can relate to what's been terrific is that my worry was that it wouldn't be accessible you know that people would find it very specific and not interesting for you know because it was so specific but i found absolutely the opposite i found that it's very universal people listen to the songs and and come at it from all different angles whether it's uh you know people will say that it reminds them of other cultures you know uh, muslim cultures or whatever Uh, they come at it from their own background of biblical knowing biblical stories they come at it as just universal thoughts about identity about belonging about family about love and that's what i love about it it never i wasn't sure about that i was kind of you know gingerly Mm. putting it out there what are people going to think of this strange thing? But instead, I've had, you know, certainly, you know, people who are Jewish will come up to me and kind of tell me their whole experience and their whole whole journey. But I've had people from every walk of life come up to me so far in the shows that I've done and related to it on a whole lots of different levels, which I think is super exciting. It opens discussion, which Absolutely. is really interesting. And that's what, to me, folk music is all about. It's yeah. opening that discussion, Absolutely. opening community, and then you've done a superb job of this. Let, let's talk about the title song, and let's we'll play that in a second, but, it, you know, introduce this for us. So the title song is called Kol Isha, A Woman's Voice, and as I said, that is a concept about uh, the idea being that women are not supposed to sing publicly in front of men. This is a a concept that still exists and it's Mm. something that, you know, bugged me growing up, Um, you know, and again, taken to different extremes across the Orthodox Jewish spectrum in my particular community, in my high school, for example, girls were allowed to sing as a group, but they weren't permitted or supposed to sing solos, for example. And then in my synagogue, girls were not supposed to have bat mitzvahs. Only the boys would have bat mitzvah, bar mitzvahs where they, where they could get up and, you know, sing in front of the community. And I just have vivid memories about how that made me feel as a young girl. So that's what the title track is about.
Good job, Ron. Really good. By the end of the show, I'll have your Hebrew is right on. Not bad for a guy from New Jersey, right? That's right. (laughs) Well, uh, Sharon Goldman is with us today, and that's the title cut from her new uh, CD. Uh, It's translated as "A Woman's Voice" and uh, powerful song, powerful album. You you were talking before about you know you you were you were brought up in an Orthodox community. How did they take it when you kind of? became what you are i mean you're not you're talking about women not being allowed to sing in public and here you are creating your own song singing how was that or is that something you, you can even talk about on the air? oh absolutely <laughs> i mean i just want to emphasize too that this wasn't really an experience that i had in my own immediate family my right. parents themselves are super you know liberal um you know sophisticated world-traveled people um you know so this isn't something that went on in my own home. Mm -hmm. Um, But still, when I started recording these songs um, and sharing them, I did worry about my parents and how they would feel about it. 
But one of the really healing things is how supportive they've been throughout the process. I kind of felt, I'm like, are they going to think I'm throwing them under the bus here? Uh-huh. But they've been super supportive. Um, they love my music and, and they've been, you know, just tickled by, you know, everything that I've been doing. And one nice thing that I did along the way during this project is that I went and had a bat mitzvah. After all those years, really? I went oh. to a, a, a liberal synagogue in my town and had my family and friends come and I got up and I did the thing that I didn't get to do when I was, oh. you know, 13 years old. So, but I will say that in terms of the community that I was brought up in, I really, you know, I, I don't have that much connection there anymore. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know how they feel about it. Other than a couple of close friends, I'll say childhood friends that are still very religious people also been super supportive. So oh, it's been wonderful. nice to feel like I can be myself yeah. and share that with them. Absolutely. That's, that's great to hear. Well, well Sharon, you're uh, is going to be appearing this week, actually uh, Wednesday night. Are you doing the uh, CD release? Yes. Part? So I'm doing the whole album release thing. I've got two full band shows coming up. The first one is this Wednesday night at 7 p.m. at Rockwood Music Hall in Manhattan. It's 185 Orchard Street. And then next Thursday, the 15th, I'm doing a hometown show in Metuchen, New Jersey at the Old Franklin Schoolhouse, which is a one-room historic schoolhouse in town. And I've got a great band, Cheryl Prashker on percussion, Craig Aiken on upright bass, Efrat Shapira on violin. She'll be singing some of that Hebrew with me, you know, <laughs> and Amy Susie on background vocals. And my co-producer, Stephen Murphy, who uh, you might know as Sloan Wainwright's longtime musical partner. Um, he co-produced the album with me, a big part of it. He'll be joining me as well. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, lots of luck with all these performances. And uh, our audience can also check your website, SharonGoldmanMusic.com. Yes. www.SharonGoldmanMusic.com. <laughs> I don't know why our computer didn't work today. But anyway, well, <laughs> we're there now. Um, I, I wonder if you would share another song and uh, from, from this, this collection. It's, it's brilliant. Sharon's in our studio live today, and uh, she's got her guitar in hand. I do. <laughs> Again, thanks so much for having me. Um, I'd like to play a song that I feel like really sums up the whole project in a way for me. It's called In My Bones, and it really is about how no matter, you know, how far you run away from your past or how you were brought up or where you're from, you really can't. It's a part of you. You you can't scrape it off your skin. It's kind of deeper inside of you, and, and that's what this is about, In My Bones. Whispers of prayer Rhythms I understand Shadows of soul swaying Singing melodies old as the desert sand I know them like the back of my hand Echoes of blessings Over spices and wine The ghosts of my ancestors haunt me They speak a language that used to be mine 
I remember every line It's in my bones In my bones In my bones Like names etched in brass cobblestone Can't erase what is my own Braided candle flickers As a new week begins The wax drips like a sigh on my fingers It burns with the memory sealed in my skin I can't scrape off who I have been Voices of memory Rise from their fate Faces that wandered through centuries Reflected in my grandmother's silver plate I feel the weight It's in my bones In my bones from all I have no cause I'm already home Another beautiful song, In My Bones, also appears on uh, the CD, Kolisha. Kolisha. I'm getting there. I'll get it. It's so good. You're good. You're good. I promise. Uh, Sharon Goldman is with us today. She'll be uh, appearing uh, this coming Wednesday night at Rockwood Music Hall and next uh, week in Matouche. And we'll give you the details a little bit later on in the program. We're talking to Karen. Uh, Sharon live in our studio today. I'm all tongue tied. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I, I I don't know what it is. It's 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 the powerful songs that you're writing. I mean, dude, these are some some deep emotions and and feelings and that you're you're bringing up. Um, as you were creating this music, uh, was it difficult for you? To, to, to... It was terribly difficult. Yeah. I mean, I just can't tell you. It's it's just amazing to me. I mean, uh, several of the songs have Hebrew refrains, for example. And when I started doing that, I I felt like I was going to have a panic attack mm. singing Hebrew words in front of the folks at the songwriting feedback group, for instance. I, I just, I felt like it was phony. It felt uncomfortable. It felt awkward. It felt like I was going back in time. I had to make myself share it. Right. And once I did, it, it, was, it was so great. Like I got a lot of encouragement 
from people who didn't understand the words at all. It didn't matter, right. you know? And again, you know, I felt, you know, I didn't know how some people close to me would feel about it. I didn't know how some people who had never heard, people who had heard me before with other types of music, what they would think. I didn't know mm -hmm. what people who had never heard me before would think of it. So it was really uncomfortable, but it was a great journey to make myself push through that. I feel like that was a big part of this, just kind of push through that discomfort to make something that I feel now very proud of. Sure. As you said, it's in your bones. I mean, the, exactly. these are things that you were, were part of you, and I guess that's what's being expressed here and being honest to yourself. It's a, it must have been rewarding once you have this all completed and said, here's, here's the package that I want to put out. And it's great, too, because people who know me well, they know that Sharon loves a project. Uh, so when I, real, you know, when I realized that, you know, n n all the songs aren't, you know, exactly the same, but they all have a thread that connect them together. Right. And when I found that I could, you know, draw a theme around this project, that was so fun. You yeah. know, then actually I had already decided to do that. And I it helped me write the last couple of songs because I was purposely trying to fit in a couple of other ideas and concepts around the theme to kind of bring that in. Um, that was yeah, really mm -hmm. exciting. Well, we're going to share some more songs. We'll just take a, a quick break here. Um, you're listening to Traditions on WFUFM. I'm Ron Alesco. My special guest today is Sharon Goldman. Stay with us. Would you like to hear a favorite song or a particular artist on Traditions? Send an email to wfdutraditions at aol.com and we will try to share your request on a future broadcast of this show. And I'm Ron Alesco. My guest today is Sharon Goldman. Uh, we're talking about her new album called Kolisha, A Woman's Voice. And uh, Sharon is going to be appearing this coming Wednesday, September 7th, at Rockwood Music Hall in New York City. And then on September 15th, she'll be at the Old Franklin Schoolhouse in Metuchen, New Jersey. And I'm sure a lot more shows coming up as this album is now starting to get airplay all over the country. Um, it's It's a remarkable work. And we were talking before about you know the songs and the theme that you're doing here. I mean, most of the songs there are 13 cuts here. 12 of them are songs that you wrote, but you chose one song from Eliza Gilkison, which I think fits in perfectly. But uh, <laughs> tell us, tell us about this one. Yeah, I did. Um, I love Eliza Gilkison, and I always loved her song that's called "Rose of Sharon." And uh, the the first song that I played, "Song of Songs," was very much inspired by this one because she also took all of the lyrics directly from a translation of the Song of Songs. And of course, since it includes my name <laughs> uh, and I'm such a fan of hers, I play the piano, so I wanted to take it in a little different direction. So I rearranged it on solo piano uh, and covered Eliza Gilkison's Rose of Sharon. This world has 
has found me as an apple tree among the trees that grow deep in the forest my lover's form is commonly with life and limb most joyous rise up my shoulders turn to face me i shall not stir him from my bed while he doth so embrace me oh bring me wine to pass the time though none but him can soothe me i am my beloved and he is mine desire for his pleasure moves me rise up my love and come away the rain is over and gone your love is the fruit of my darkest day and i am your rose of sharon That's so beautiful. Rose of Sharon, song written by Eliza Gilgison, sung here by uh, Sharon Goldman. And this is from the recording. I mean, we tried getting the piano up and getting it up the <laughs> getting stairs. Getting the grand piano yeah. up the stairs. So tough. The corner, that was the only problem. We would have made it. But anyway, no, it's just a, a wonderful recording. And, and that is you playing the piano, which uh, we were talking off mic before. You know, you really haven't played much piano uh, uh, in public like this before i really haven't I, i've played a little bit you know adding some fills on a couple tracks in the past but never you know this kind of solo piano I, not not very much so that was a, a challenge uh-huh. as well to kind of bring that out but i was really excited to do yeah. that was it was it nervous uh, doing doing something like that or? you know i practiced my heart out uh. and i prepared so instead it was fun i was up at mark dan's studio in woodstock playing his beautiful grand piano and it was just awesome yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the things uh, I've noticed about this recording, and uh, again, this is something else we were talking about before, your your voice has matured on the CD. Uh, and maybe it's with the subject matter, but you also mentioned that you know you've been working in Summer Songs, the songwriting uh, camp, and Penny Nichols uh, gave you some vocal uh, lessons there too. I would say. Yeah, actually, when I was going through that writer's slump, I, I mentioned uh, a couple of years ago, and I was just looking for a new subject matter to write about. At the same time, I was really frustrated with my 
singing. Um, people have always said, you have a really pretty voice. And, you know, I've always gotten compliments on my voice. But for myself, I was always very frustrated by it. And I couldn't really identify why. But I felt like I, I want to go back and take some singing lessons. One of my mentors is Penny Nichols, the founder of Summer Songs, a retreat and camp that I've attended for many years. And I approached her. We started doing lessons over Skype, actually, because she lives in mm -hmm. California. And I told her, I don't know what you know, what's going on with my voice, but, you know, it just bothers me. And, you know, she listened to me sing a little bit and she immediately tuned right into it. She felt like what I was saying is that I wanted to sound more like a woman and that I really sounded in some of my recordings more like a, a young girl, almost like I was stuck in that time. Mm. So over the past couple of years, as I've been writing these songs, at the same time, she was doing vocal coaching with me and, you know, really helping bring that out. Um, and that was amazing for me. I felt like at the same time, it was an opening literally of my voice, my woman's voice at the same time that I was writing these songs about, you know, sharing uh, my voice. Wow. So it was just a really interesting coalescence of things and... I've had a lot of people mention to me that they hear the difference, so that's really gratifying. Oh, well, it's, it's, it's something that you worked hard at, and you should be very proud of uh, for, for putting this together. Um, I wonder if you would uh, do another song for us. Sure, absolutely. I would love to. Um, well, one of the things I mentioned that uh, in the community I grew up with, in uh, spending time in Israel was a big part of my life. Uh, I spent a lot of time there going with family on long summer vacations. I spent a summer there in college. I lived there for about a year and a half in my early 20s. Um, during my first marriage, uh, I honeymooned there and had kind of like a second wedding party. And then I never went back for another 20 years because mm. I had a lot of conflicted feelings about this place that literally you're raised to love. Jews actually do all their prayers facing towards Jerusalem. So it's a place that you are literally raised to love and be a part of. So the idea of having conflicted feelings about politics or social issues there is hard. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes I think about it almost like a, a lover, a place that's almost like a person that you have had a long relationship with and that you'll always love, but you'll also always have issues with. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of this conflicted relationship that I have with Israel as a place um, and specifically Jerusalem as well. So this is called Jerusalem. In Hebrew, it's Yerushalayim. You drew me in with winding streets Fragrant gardens terraced in the hills Persimmon fig and olive trees The seven gates where I stood still You tempted me with copper sunrise Ancient ruins of those who yearned Your beauty was the perfect disguise So I wouldn't see the bloodstains at every turn I kept 
coming back to you, the city made of snow. Your golden mountains and a thousand generations' bones. You hid your secrets so you'd always be unknown. Yerushalayim. I came to live upon your shining land, ate your fruits and drank your wine. But somehow I just couldn't understand why it felt like you weren't really mine. I was raised to hunger for your holy ground and in your direction told to always pray. But now I see you can't be found. You're just a dream one has before each dawning day. Will I come back to you, the city made of stone? Your golden mountains and a thousand generations' bones. Let my right hand wither if I forget you. That that's just stunning, stunning song, and I, you know, as I, I listened to it, we were talking about you know, the conflicts that you faced, you know, as you kind of re re looked at your past and re looked at your your upbringing. Have you reconciled yourself through the song? Is there are there still issues that you <laughs> might be facing? Or, Therapy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I I feel like I think I thought that you know everything would be 100% yeah. resolved for me when i was done with this that that would be the full circle moment everything would be uh completely gone but no i mean of course i still have thoughts i still have issues there are still topics that i really wanted to write about uh for songs for this album and i just couldn't figure out a way to express it so i feel mm. like it's a well that <laughs> could yeah. still potentially be drawn upon um but you know my husband and uh, has been so supportive throughout and and you know i've been able to talk through a lot of things so i feel like it's been very healing it's been a connection but you know hey i guess i'm still jewish right. so i still have issues you know? <laughs> We all do. We, we all, all do, do, right? Yeah. That's, that's why we listen to this music and create yeah, this music. exactly. Well, I, I, I'm so glad you're creating this. And, and, and the, the album is just so beautiful. It, the, the arrangements, um, perfect for the, the songs. I mean, like, like we heard Rose of Sharon. It was just you and the piano. Um, the, the gentle percussion from Cheryl Prashker, who 
is phenomenal on no matter no matter what kind of music absolutely she makes. Tell, tell us about some of the other artists that uh, joined you for this project um, well, I mentioned my co-producer, um, Stephen Murphy. So he uh, did helped me with a lot of the arrangements. I feel like that was something that I was really looking for help with. And he was really able to partner with me on that. I always knew that I wanted to have uh, the Middle Eastern oud uh, instrument on a couple of the songs. So I, I got a real uh, uh, Middle Eastern oud player who actually is is an American guy from Brooklyn named Brian Prunka, and he was terrific. And I had a harmonium player named Laura Wolf, who contributed uh, a lot as well as the violin. And then Craig Aiken is terrific on upright bass. And I had some great background vocal help from Amy Susi and Abby Gardner, who also contributed uh, her dobro on a track called Lilith. So um, I just was felt so supported by such great musicians who yeah. could help me reach my vision on this. Uh, it's, 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 it's a wonderful job. How was how it different from your other albums? Obviously it's thematic, but as you said, this is your sixth album. I mean, what, what, what did you learn going into this that you may have done differently in the studio? That I might have done differently for, for, from the past? From the past, yeah. Um, well, you know, I just felt like everything was was deeper. I feel like a lot of times I would come to the studio with a set of songs, but it was just the last 12 songs that I had written or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, and here I did feel like the having it as a deeper project with a theme was able to inform so many of the arrangements. Like I knew that I wanted to have that, you know, sense of Middle Eastern percussion and and those sounds. I knew that I wanted to, I knew that I wanted to have a mixture of sounds. So I knew that I wanted to have some hints of blues and slide guitar, kind of that Americana root sound combined with the Middle Eastern sound. Um, And that was something where in the past, I feel like I was never able to fully realize a vision that I had for the song arrangements in a way that I was here. I felt like throughout, I just want to get to the end and, <laughs> and, and love it. Right. You know, I felt like a lot of times you get to the end and, oh, I wish I could have done this differently. I wish I could have done this differently. Not to say that there's never little tweaks that you might make or decisions you might make differently. But here I felt like I was able to come to the end and feel like I still like listening to this. I'm excited to share it with other people. I'm excited to go out on the road and do shows and do radio and ask people to listen to this. That's thrilling. You yeah. know, I feel like that's the biggest difference here. Oh, that's great. And the CD was just released to, to radio. So stations around the country are picking up and I'm sure they'll be. It's big. probably in their in their mailbag yeah. with you know <laughs> all those other CDs right now. Right. Well, I mean, it's so new. I mean, I think the ink is still wet on my CD cover here. But, <laughs> but uh, uh, what are you what are you looking to do for the future? Are you, are you going to continue? You mentioned you, you know, there's probably still a few more songs brewing. Uh are you thinking that far ahead or is it just, let's get this out? Let's yeah, start. I'm really not. I mean, yeah. I'm really excited to get back to songwriting. A lot of times what happens is what you, you know, you finish writing the songs and as soon as you start recording, you get so wrapped up in it and so wrapped up in the arranging. And then of course now the promotion and, and getting it out there that you, you know, don't have time to write songs like you normally do. So I've been away from that now for a couple of months and it's really bugging me. Uh. <laughs> so I'm, I'm seriously, you know, really excited to get back to, to writing songs, no matter how they come out. You know, there's a little feeling of, you know, oh, I, I need to write something good. I need to write something great. But I just want to get back to just writing. Yeah. And, and, you know, I do think that there are that 
I feel like the the writing that I did here will probably lead to other things. I don't know that it will be in the exact same vein. I do have some ideas for some topics, but I don't know. It could go in a lot of different directions. I do feel like I would like to continue my artistic journey and thinking deeply about things and just keep on keeping on. <laughs> well, I, I'm encouraged. I mean, from, from what I've seen and the way you've been growing, um, there's more good things to come. And uh, again, I want to let our audience know that this Wednesday night at uh, Rockwood Music Hall, Stage 3 is? Yes, Stage 3. So stage? it's on Orchard Street. And what's a 6.30 show? 7 o'clock. Oh, 7 o'clock. But huh? you can come in at 6.30. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and then next week on the 15th, you'll be at the Old Franklin Schoolhouse in Metuchen. And that's at 8 o'clock. Uh-huh. And you've got other shows coming up. I see you're doing a house concert in Syracuse with Amy Susie and... Uh, uh, I see you're also going to Congregation Beth Shalom. and uh, Yeah, James that is actually going to be my first synagogue show uh-huh. <laughs> up in Syracuse. Yeah. The folks there are going to have me, and I'm super excited about it. Now, are you nervous at all about that? Or wondering how some well, of this might be? I'm not nervous about it now that it's going to be happening. But when I was first talking to them about it, they seemed really excited. And Excellent. I was like, are you sure that you've listened to everything? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I feel like that's going to be part of this journey, too. Um, you know, playing the songs for a lot of different audiences, including kind of more progressive Jewish audiences that are not in the same vein of how I was brought up is going to be is going to be really interesting and, you know, hopefully discussion and thought provoking as well. Yeah. That's what music's all about. Well, well, Sharon, I want to thank you so much for coming by today and and sharing this great music. Thank you so much for having me back. I really appreciate it. It's it's my pleasure. I'm sure we'll be having you back many more times as you keep writing this great music. Um, Again, your website is SharonGoldmanMusic.com. And I want to play one other song from your CD. This, this, I mean, they're all great, but this one really struck me. Three stars. Yeah, so um, I grew up in an observant household where we celebrated the Sabbath every week, which started on Friday night and ended on Saturday night. And during that time, from Friday night to Saturday night, I wasn't supposed to, we, you know, it, it was really like no TV, no radio, no driving cars, no talking on the phone, really just resting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, you know, now as grownups, doesn't that sound great to have a a day where you're totally, you know, disconnected from technology and from work? But as a kid, it was tough. I mean, I just wanted a you know, it to be over so I could watch TV and go out to the movies and stuff like that. So the way that you can tell traditionally that the Sabbath has ended is when there are three stars in the sky. So, you know, now, of course, we have clocks and calendars. You don't have to do that anymore. But sometimes I would sit on the steps and look for those three stars and say to my dad, I think it's over now. Um, And, you know, you know, I would be searching for those three stars sometimes, uh-huh. especially on a hot summer night when it would not get dark until maybe nine o'clock. Uh-huh. Well, I think we'll all start looking for these stars, too. And yeah. I, know, I know we have one in our studio today. Sharon, again, thank you for, for shining you, this, this wonderful CD with us. Thank you. All right, Sharon Goldman, and let's listen now to Three Stars. Searching for three stars, the sign of the end of the Sabbath day. She wonders if God is really everywhere. Does he hear her when she prays? 
When Sabbath ends, they blow out the flame. Every week is just the same when you're searching for three stars. Three stars. She sits on the front steps looking for her future in the sky. Sometimes she thinks God hides behind the moon If only she could fly When Sabbath ends, Daddy drinks the wine But nothing moves as slow as time When you're searching for three stars But she knows this is not her destiny, nor her Sharon Goldman. Beautiful song. Three stars. Cole Isha, the album, uh, A Woman's Voice, a brand new CD from Sharon. I want to thank her again for coming by our, our studio today and, and sharing this lovely music. Uh, again, her website, SharonGoldmanMusic.com. She will be at Rockwood Music Hall this Wednesday, September 7th at 7 p.m. And then next week on the 15th, she'll be at the Old Franklin Schoolhouse in Metuchen, New Jersey. That's an 8 p.m. show. Sharon Goldman. I'm Ron Alesco, and you're listening to Traditions on WFDUFM 89.1 on your dial.